0: Hello everyone, welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haowen.
1: Hi, NG Stephanie.
0: We have a great episode for you today with my new friend Noah, who's known around the professional and Taiwanese community as Noah Hynum. My guest today is from Australia. however, he has been in Taiwan for a few years now. He is the co-founder of Creator DB, a member of the Australian Chamber of Commerce. A lover of board games, going with the flow, a few pints with the boys, and so much more. So everyone, please welcome my new friend, Noah. Hey. Boom. What's up, Noah? Welcome to NG Ingwen. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was so great. You know, a few episodes ago, we had Nicole Mm -hmm. on the show, and I kind of how did that even unfold? I, did I harass her again to get you on the show? Is that how that worked?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Now we're all uh, LinkedIn buddies. And I think the three of us are just LinkedIn rock spiders. That's where <laughs> we live. <laughs> <laughs>
0: man, shout out to LinkedIn because yeah, yeah it's, it's, it is a great little network though for me to, to get cool people in Taiwan on the show. So thank you for agreeing to join us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And so I was hoping you could give our audience here on NG when a little high level. Who is the man, the myth, the Legend
2: Noah. <laughs> All right. Well, where to begin? I grew up in a pretty small farming community in Australia. Shout out to the Wimmer Mallee. Uh, nobody knows it in this room, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, I kind of moved out of there for college. I did like growing up there. It was a chill place. So, yeah, I went to college. Uh, started working at IBM actually um, while studying. And I think I was a little bit worried I'd get addicted to the. The white collar dollar, as we called it.
0: Oh, I've never heard that one. Actually, I <laughs> yeah. love that.
2: That might be our, our phrase of the day. The yeah. white collar dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I might get addicted to this paycheck. Um, and be stuck here forever. And I kind of really wanted to get out into the world. Um, so that's when I thought, uh, yeah, it's time, like sell up all my stuff, quit, um, book a ticket and I'm the co-founder and. What am I now? VP of partnerships at CreatorDB. Uh, so we're a little marketing agency just coming out of our kind of startup phase and, um, yeah, starting to fill some pretty big boots and do a lot of work on YouTube with hundreds of creators now, probably, yeah, every month.
0: Just hearing that you guys are... You're rocking and rolling already, and I, I just love it.
1: 好,我們來看一下有兩個詞,一個叫做 White-collar dollar,然後一個叫做 Filling into some big boots. 這兩個是什麼意思呢? into some big boots. 但是white-collar dollar,我算是第一次聽到。那剛剛另外也有解釋,因為他自己是在IBM工作。我相信他的薪水也相对的比较优惠一点, collar dollar, 对，那后面他有说，他也开了一个 marketing agency，就是一个行销公司。然后目前公司也脱离了 Noah，你当时跨越了自己的心里那个坎，然后做到现在这样子的成绩。那最后他有说，I'll be filling in a lot of big boots，是什么意思呢？其实不是在说什么还要穿比较大的靴子之类的，而是呢，可能别人对他有很高的期许。对, 嗯, 有点困难,
0: and another thing you're you're focused on though is doing a lot of kind of pro bono work also with the Australian
2: Chamber of Commerce. Is that right? Yeah, I wouldn't really call it work um it's mostly just networking. And yeah, the ANZ Cham. Uh, actually, a fun little story about how I found that place. I'm from a really rural part, or at least my father is of Australia. And while in Taiwan, actually watching an Australian football game, I said my hometown and somebody picked it out over the crowd like, hey, you are from that tiny place in the middle of nowhere? Um, so am I. I'm like, what the hell? It's this 50 year old dude. Shout out to Rowan. And, um, yeah, I got talking with him. We realized that like our families know each other, kind of not intermarried or anything, but like hella close, like in only small town kind of, um, whatever that happens. And, uh, yeah, he was a high up in the ANZ chambers and he said, hell yeah, you should come to these events. That was when I was just transitioning from like teaching English to being a businessman. So I thought, well, it seems like the kind of stuff I should be doing and, uh, started attending.
1: 我刚刚其实有听到两个比较偏商业用语的英文，一个就是pro Bono,另外一个就是Chamber of Commerce Pro Bono Publico,也就是社会公益 那它跟志工比较不一样的是因为呢 Bono 那Chamber of Commerce其实就是所谓的商会 他們就是會聚集各行各業的人來做一些商務上的交流,那可能是地區性的,或是以國家來做代表的,像能瓦剛有時候他是代表澳洲的一個商會,那他們這些就可能會做一些跨國的交流。Yeah,
0: it's it's so cool. And so what are exactly, you know, we have all of these Chamber of Commerce is in Taiwan, right? The the American Chamber of Commerce, Canadian, Australian. What do you
2: guys actually do? I think we spend tax dollars. (laughs) (laughs) It all makes sense now. (laughs) Yeah, uh, having a good time. No, that's a really good question. I mean, I guess it's like building maybe ties between the two countries. Uh, We get all kinds of people and plenty of like non-Australian people too showing up. Um, But at the end of the day, I think it's really like networking at its core. Um, also just a good excuse to get a bunch of people together and have fun. The last event I went to was last month. It was a, what we call the booze cruise up the red line anyway, you know, like near Shillin or whatever one of those harbors. And, um, yeah, it was like a hundred people on a boat, lots of beer and, uh, good meat. <laughs> Great nice. time. Very government official. <laughs> Super. I love it. I love it. And
0: so you kind of mentioned a little bit, you know, you, Came to Taiwan as a teacher, but you now are this businessman, a co-founder of a great company here.
2: What was that kind of genesis story? How did how did that transition happen? It's a bit of a funny one, actually. The very first thing that kind of started all this was a a Reddit thread back when I was teaching. I was like just looking to meet some new people. I only had a couple of good friends here, and I thought, well, I should broaden my horizon a bit. Put up a Reddit thread. I'm like, who wants to play some like old school pen and paper RPGs? You know, like meet up, have a couple of beers, whatever. And, uh, the first like four or five people that responded, I just invited them to my house one Sunday. Um, just total strangers picked them up at the MRT station. <laughs> it turns out most of them, oh, sorry. I think all of them were foreigners. Uh, American dude, a German, uh, another American. Actually, they might have mostly been American. <laughs> and was, uh, was a guy named Spencer. Uh, no. Do you know who I'm talking about? Co- nah.
0: Co-founder of Uchacha. He's an old sc- he loves these old school oh, yeah. pen and paper style RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. They're,
2: they're like kind of super coming back. Yeah. So anyway, uh, one of those dudes was, uh, ended up being the co-founder and it, the idea came from him just one night. We were up at like 3 a.m. playing World of Warcraft. If anyone wants to know, um, after the classic version of that came out and he's like, do you want to start a, a YouTube ad agency? I was like, um, yeah, sure, why not? You know, like, everything sounds good at 3 a.m. after a few drinks. And then a month or so later, we kind of got together and, you know, decided, like, all right, let's actually do this. And what do we need to do? What are the first things? And the first things were to kind of, like, manually, like, I look back at this time and I'm like, wow, what a waste of time. Manually go through YouTube and pick out, like, a thousand good-looking people, get their uh, contact details, some of their stats, um, and then try to like ship that around, I guess, on LinkedIn, like, oh, hey, we can work with these people, even though we had no, uh, no contact with them at all. Um, fake it till you make it kind of. And, um, yeah, eventually you got our first, uh, campaign in crypto, which was a nightmare for a variety of reasons. I'll give you the very short story. A lot of weirdo creators, everybody wants to pay in crypto and get paid in crypto. Mm. I wasn't super across crypto at the time, so I needed to learn how to like, you know, get a wallet, make a transaction. And probably the highlight was at one point the co founder Clayton and I, we needed to go down to a crypto like a Bitcoin ATM in um Taipei here and feed like I don't know, it was like ten grand US <laughs> in thousand dollar bills into this machine and it took us like thirty, forty minutes and people looking at us just like, these guys are like definitely drug dealers, right? <laughs> We're like no, we're modern businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it, man. Yeah, it's wow. It, and I just love the origin story of that. Shout out to your your co-founder
1: Clayton. 天啊, 所以各位,
0: just having an idea at, at 3 a.m. and you guys look at you now. So very, very cool. Congratulations on that. And I love that you, you saw it through. And what was the insight that you had in terms of
2: knowing that you wanted to be doing ad work and, and doing marketing? I can't say I've got any great insight here. I'm just a little bit of a go with the flow kind of guy. And um just like kind of see where life takes me, which isn't maybe a very satisfying answer. Um, uh, But perhaps that's the insight. People should do that. Now. I love that. Yeah. It's a great answer for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this opportunity just sprung up and um yeah, I just made the most of it and continue to do so. And that will probably lead into other opportunities or at least more opportunity within Creator DB to do more and greater things. Like we'll just, we'll see.
0: I love it, and uh, shout out to Clayton, because I know he's going to want to have this on the air.
1: 刚刚Noah其实有提到 native speaker很喜欢用的两个词, 那就是go with the flow, 还有make the most of it. Go with the flow就是顺其自然, 然后随遇而安, 比较像是一种很chill的态度, 所以如果你是在可能加州 go with the flow,你知道? 然后最后就是make the most of it, 就是充分利用, 然后好好把握,
0: I'm guessing DB stands for database. It does. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so it, essentially there, creator DB stands for creator database, and yeah. I'm guessing that means you just scour the internet manually, like you said, finding all these creative people and then have them as a database to reach out for different brands to work with. Is that
2: the idea? Uh, it is the idea, except now that it's super not manual. So we've got engineers who have a actually a big array of Raspberry Pis that connect into YouTube and TikTok and IG dozens of times a second and just vacuum up as much data as we can all um, public. And we use that to, like, build profiles on different people's YouTube channels or whatever. And then we do our best to categorize that and then just do a bunch of other, like, quantitative stuff, like uh, people's engagement rates, like how much do they click and interact uh, here. And then, yeah, put them in giant lists, basically. So if you're a brand, you want this kind of creator in this region that gets this many clicks on average, then you can just go pow, pow, pow. Bam, get a list. It's beautiful. It's so cool. Congratulations on all of that.
0: And so, thinking a little bit about the future of Noah, I love that you said you kind of are going with the flow. You know, you you're gonna let life unfold for you so beautifully. Mm-hmm. What do you think is next for you in the world?
2: I don't really know. I mean, definitely uh, seen through Creator DB to uh, some kind of end. Um, either we're acquired or it just grows into something that I don't know is too big for us. I don't. I really just don't know. Um but right now I'm very committed to that. Uh I have a partner here in Taipei so want to see where that leads obviously signs are good that it could go the distance. And yeah with like learning Chinese too I really want to get to fluency and I feel like I'm maybe halfway. Um so there's still a few years to to be done there. Yeah, awesome
0: man. Love it. I wish you nothing but success on this on this journey of life. Do you mind if we switch gears, though, a little bit to kind of the story of you with Taiwan and language oh, yeah. and kind of where you are now within the world of language acquisition with Chinese? So can you maybe share a little bit about your journey?
2: When I first uh, landed on shore here, uh straight away jumped into teaching English to pay my bills, and I kind of didn't really do much with learning Chinese uh, for, I think, the first nine months. Kind of as a joke, I would have some of my students, like I was teaching elementary level, they would teach me some things after class, like kind of switch roles They can be the teacher just for a bit of fun. So I got my first like 20 bits of vocab from kids, mostly the pronouns and super simple stuff. Uh, And then after nine months, I was like, it looks like I'm going to be here a while. I should probably put the foot down a bit. So I started taking morning classes. uh, I think it was eight hours a week, four days a week. Uh, that was a TCA shout out to Andy at TCA Taiwanese Chinese Academy in, uh, Taida, wherever around there. (laughs) Uh, I forgot the name of that station now. And yeah, anyway, kind of got the foundation there. I think I did that for three months and then sort of burned out. It was like pretty, it wasn't like too much, but I'm not the most dedicated guy maybe, (laughs) um, but I did get the foundation, got my numbers down, simple questions, whatever, right? Enough to live and remove a lot of the friction from uh, being in, like, a non-English, for the most part, society. And then I kind of sat on it for, like, a year, and I started to get itchy feet again, like, oh, I need to be doing more. Or, like, I had people commenting, oh, you've been here two years, and your Chinese is kind of not that great. So I was like, all right, I'll go learn some more. And, um, I started taking night classes. That was just like two hours, two times a week. Again, back at TCA, shout out. And, uh, that was pretty good. I did that for like six months. So that was a bit of a longer term thing. And again, I'm like, hmm, I don't really want to pay the money. It's a lot of time. Uh, so I canned that and then actually immediately started doing one on one tutoring. Um, actually, one of the reasons I stopped at TCA was I was in a class of six. So, even though I was doing like four hours a week, you know, you split the class time by six and there's like not actually that much speaking time for you. Um, The book work and stuff was great and that is obviously important. I can kind of read a bit of Chinese now because of them. So, that's awesome. Um, But now I just have a tutor, two hours a week. Shout out to Ming. If you're looking for a good tutor, find me on LinkedIn later. And yeah, now it's just two hours a week tutoring, all conversation and He's actually a bit cheeky. He just gets me talking about myself and my week, and I can easily fill two hours. It's basically all Chinese too. And then anything I don't know, he'll just teach me and that's how we get new vocab. Love it. And so, thinking a little bit now about Creator DB. You know, you
0: guys are creating a multilingual work environment. I mean, Nicole was telling us in the show you guys have Koreans, Japanese, American, I'm sure more, but I love that. It's like a it's like a language exchange work environment. And mm. so are you guys focusing on clients using now English and Mandarin and other
2: languages, or where are you at with that? Good question. I think we're kind of finding the majority of our success in Western, especially European brands, uh, wanting to break into the Asia market, uh, particularly East Asia. So, yeah, a lot of our opportunities is they just need – People who can speak Chinese, speak Japanese, speak Korean, um, to interface, I guess, with creators here and get some stuff made.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so cool. And so is inner office
2: politicking is that, or in like hanging out, is that all still in English though? Uh, yeah. And we do love a hangout and, uh, it's kind of like a big running joke. Every month or two, I'll host a big video game tournament and put way too much effort into it with like, Brackets and different levels and whatever. But yeah, most of it's still in English. Uh, bit of Chinese blended in. I mean, I, I've noticed that a lot of us are either English speakers with a bit of Chinese or Chinese speakers with a bit of English. Um, so we can find some like common ground for jokes that involve both, which I just really love. It's like, you know, if you think about your vocabulary being a toolbox for making jokes with. Adding like a second toolbox is just hella fun.
0: Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. Thinking then about your own language journey. Do you have any tips or advice you could share with our audience here on NG England?
2: Yeah. I think just feel out your own, uh, level of commitment might be how you want to put it. Like I found that going too fast and doing too many hours in a week just burned me out quickly. So I think I eventually realized for what, like what works for me is a slow and steady approach. Um, less hours in a week and just extremely consistent. Now I think I've been with my tutor like well over a year, um, and probably missed like one weekend out of 52. So, uh, I've kind of come to accept that, yes, I'm still two, three, four years away from fluency because I'm not studying 10 hours a week or 20 or full time. Um, but I think that's totally cool. That's what I'm comfortable with. And that's what works for me. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that.
1: 其实刚刚Noah分享他学习中文遇到的挫折, 然后固定的, 长期的, awesome, Noah.
0: Well, the question I'd love to end the show with is if you could go back and talk to a younger Noah, would there be any advice you give yourself about
2: life, language, business, anything? Yeah, so I heard my colleague Nicole say she wouldn't go back. Um... <laughs> I definitely am going back and hey. I'm, I'm telling myself to buy Bitcoin and oh. then sell <laughs> before <laughs> 2022. Can't tell you how many people
0: in the past like year have said that exact thing. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's a well trodden path. Anyway, I'd be doing that for sure. If given the opportunity, I would a thousand percent start learning Chinese earlier. Um, it wasn't an opportunity for me in high school, but my understanding in a lot of Australia now and probably a lot of other countries, it is. So, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity regardless younger than 18, but after, I would have hit that harder. Because mm. um, when I got here, I literally had uh like Ni Hao and Xie Xie, and that was it, right? So, two phrases to get started in a new country. Some and, solid um, phrases right there, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that will get you far. Much, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure.
0: Yeah, love it, man.
1: <音><音><音><音><音> awesome
0: note. Well where can people find you on LinkedIn? Where can they find more about your companies online?
2: Yep. Uh do search me up on LinkedIn for sure. Noah H Y N A M. Um I love me some LinkedIn. Yeah, actually just find me there.
0: All right. No, well, thank you for joining us. Shout out to all your team at Creator DB, Nicole, and maybe we'll have to get Clayton on in the, in the near future. It sounds like, and we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. Thanks, uh, Sean. All right. Bye, everyone. Peace. See ya. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen or you can search on IG, NG English, I-C-R-T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6.30 to 7 and Wednesday night from 9 to 9.30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.